Hello and welcome to another episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast, hosted by myself, Chris Toll, and my buddy Keezy. What's happening, Keezy? How's life been? Uh, not bad, mate. Uh, you? Alright, that's me 40 now, over the hill. All downhill for here. <laughs> Aye, uh, you enjoy your party? I did indeed, it was a great night. I think everybody had a good time, didn't they? So, that's the main thing. Aye, um, 160 photos taken, I'm not in any of them. Smashing. Aye, yeah, in a couple of the photos, are you not? Aye, in the background. <laughs> For fuck's sake. No, I've got to, got to keep the glamour up, Keys, you know what I mean? Got to, got to oh, the photos of the, the dolly birds and the actors and that, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> my dad would have said. Oh, some amount of dolly birds at that party, yeah? Right, <laughs> um, we're back. We're back, mate, after a, another extended hiatus. Caused by, right. caused by myself, um, but we've got a packed show for you as well. We're going to be introducing some new segments uh, over the next few episodes, and we're going to make sure that you've still got all of the stuff that you're familiar with and enjoy for past episodes as well. So, Keezy, we've had a few good movies coming out recently that we've, we've sat and watched. Um, we got right. together, you came up to my house, you sat by my side. We watched Prey, the, the new Predator prequel. Right. Um, We've also, we're also going to be talking about Elvis and uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Is that what it's called? Aye. I think I called it some, something completely different the other night, do you? Aye, it's, well, do you know what? It's a great film anyway, but we'll, we'll talk about that Aye. Uh, later on in the show. We're going to be introducing a new segment uh, on this episode, episode called Back in Time, where we review a movie from the past that we've maybe missed from different episodes uh, gone by and we're going to have some more trailers and obviously we'll have some sort of top five this time it's going to be the greatest soundtracks of the 80s movies i'm pretty certain that there will be a vast difference in both however i'm pretty sure that there will be a couple as well that are that are matching um, aye definitely that's kept me up all night <laughs> It's a, it's a good one though, do you know what I mean? It's good and everybody will be able to uh, put their toppings in on social media and Instagram as well. So uh, without further ado, we'll go on to the movies that we've watched over, uh, since the last episode. And I did mention, right. uh, first of all there, that we watched Prey. The trailer looked for Prey looked brilliant. I thought, right, they've got the tone of this perfect. Uh, it's going to be good. My only, my only one thing was, I'm pretty certain that the Cherokee didn't speak English. But anyway... That's, uh, that's, neither, that's neither here nor there. If they'd have done it in subtitles, nobody would have watched it anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's true as well, aye. But as, as much as I was looking forward to it, it took me a while to get into it, but once I got into it, I, I loved it, man. I thought it was great. Like, aye. I was nitpicking a wee bit, I think, at times, but I'm, I'm worried about fucking realism when it's a space alien. Oh, aye, aye. Millions of light years away that's coming to hunt the... No, know what the problem for me was? Yeah. What? Your telly was too good. Aye. <laughs> yeah, your big brand spanking 4K telly. It made it look <laughs> too I, modern. I know what you mean, man. Do you know, that's the thing. Uh, I, I've spoke to a couple of people about this before, but see, that's my problem with still game now. It's, see if it, it went to HD, it's, right. it's, no, it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? It's like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't look the same. It looks too... Too much like a TV show, if if you know right. what I mean. Right. Aye. Aye, so um, 
But the only bit I could relate to was when it was snowing. I was like, ah, oh, that's the TV picture I'm used to. Ah, it's again. <laughs> <laughs> Started snowing, you're like, Chris, give that aerial a sugar. <laughs> no, but you, you, you and uh, Keen and I watched it, and it was—I I really enjoyed it. I thought there was a, a lot of great action sequences in it. I thought that, uh, the main actress in it that played the lead character was absolutely outstanding. She really was. Right, she was great. There was some wee bits, like some you could tell that it was a movie made on the budget that you wouldn't expect. Aye. Expect a higher budget, you know what I mean? Like some of the CGI and stuff was a wee bit ropey at times. But Aye, some of the, the, the dialogue is a bit ropey and all, and some of the other acting. I know. But I know. you don't really care about that when you're watching a Predator movie, do you? I know, really. You'll just want to see <laughs> the three wee red dots on somebody's forehead. That's <laughs> it's probably the best of the Predator uh, sequels, I would say. I don't know. Are you putting the head of Danny Glover? I, do you know what? I, I've got a soft spot for Predator too, so maybe not. But um, yeah, somebody makes a good point. Uh, Danny Glover was the only one to single-handedly take down the Predator on his own. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do it throughout a fucking bustle in the city. So uh, it was uh, it's a great addition to the series. I think it's better Aye. than ninety percent uh, of the the follow-ups and. The, the only thing is, I would trust him with the Predator series now, but aye, aye. I'd, I would have liked to have seen more of that character as well. But I don't think there's, I don't think there's much chance of us seeing another Predator movie with the characters because that story's nah. not told. No, that's it. Aye. Aye, if they want to make more, then I'm all for it. Um, the only thing was that Keen had to explain the ending to me. <laughs> it, was, it was me. It was me that oh, was it? Me. Aye, it was me. Because, uh, <laughs> I, we'll, not, we'll not give anything away, but... No, uh, no, no. Quite a good ending, I thought. Like, once you, cool. you realise what's happened, it's it's quite it's quite clever how they've done it. Going forward, I'd love to see uh, more Predator movies for aye. Hulu. It was Hulu, wasn't it? Aye. Aye, so it was on Disney+, Plus. that's where we watched it. And you can get it on Disney+, Plus or uh, by nefarious means if, if necessary. I'd probably say three and a half out of five for Prey. I would match that, right? Aye. Aye. Even just for the, the set pieces, do you know what I mean? Like the, and aye. Was the, the soundtrack was good as well, if I remember right, wasn't it? Was it was good, aye. The film score was like the last of the Mohicans or something like that. Aye, it was brilliant, man. The, the score was excellent. Um, it had a kind of Hans Zimmer kind of feel to it. It's a good way to spend an hour and a half anyway. Um, if you're looking mm-hmm. for something to watch, you can do a lot worse than watching Prey. Um, but a couple of nights later, um, after Prey's been on Message Keezy, I said, Keezy, Keezy boy. Have you seen Elvis yet? <laughs> and Casey says, I've not seen it. I'm going to the pictures to see it tomorrow night. I says, it's online. What, what was it on? Prime, Prime. Aye, for 15 quid. Aye, so you can either go wait tomorrow night and go to the pictures or you can spend your hard-earned and watch it in the house in the comfort of your own home. And Casey took me up on that offer. I thought it was brilliant. I, I really did. I thought it was excellent. It, was, uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. Although it was the story of Elvis, it really was the story of the Colonel as well. But, aye, aye. And, you know, something I didn't realise, like, like Elvis never toured. He, he never done, like, a world tour or anything like that. And aye. Until this movie, I had no idea. Like, I just, I knew he hadn't been to Scotland, they had landed and... Well, that was the only other place he'd been, Germany and Presswick. 
I thought that he had toured everywhere, but I was I was clearly wrong, you know what I mean? The way that guy was held back is unbelievable. I think if Elvis would have made it, regardless if he had met the Colonel or not, because he was right. just so talented, what that guy done to him for his own selfish means was unforgivable, man. Aye. unforgivable it's like you, you'll see it if you've seen the movie you'll agree with me as well so. I think that's why I put it off because I know that Elvis' story and it mm. makes me sad man that's why I didn't want to really watch it but the only other thing it was putting me off was uh, Tom Hanks' accent but it's not as bad in the film as it what, was in the trailer what you also need to take into account as well is I, I had no idea that that guy was from Holland he's running about kidding on his uh, he was a colonel in the US army Aye. You would think to yourself that that should be easy enough to, to find out. I know, right enough, aye. It was 15 quid on Amazon. I, was, I tried to watch it through dodgy means, but the stream wasn't very good. Right. And I wasn't really into it at the start. I was like, I don't like this. The, the first scene with Elvis performs, that's a brilliant scene. I was like, no, nah, I'm all in. And then I just turned that crap off and then I went and bought it. Aye, it's excellent. And um, the last year that plays Priscilla is great in it as well. Um, they don't really touch on the fact that she was 14 at no. the time, right enough. No, no. Which, which kind of, he's, he's upstairs in the bedroom where and, and Henry, the dad's like, oh, what's going on up there? And she's like, we're just pals. I'd have been dragging right. that guy out with a fucking hair. <laughs> well, just listen to music. <laughs> is that right? Aye. Listen, I don't, care. I don't care how well you can shake your ass, mate. Get to fuck. I'm <laughs> from my, my 14-year-old daughter. Anyway, aye, um, it's, it doesn't really touch on that part. I don't think you really see much of it. It kind of alludes to his drug problem. And, you know, the scene in Walk Hard... Right, right. Well, um, the guy that plays the principal and and the Goldbergs, uh, and he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine and that as well. And ah, he's in the he's, he's a guidance counselor in the in the ah, yeah. right. So he's in the band with Dewey Cox, and Dewey Cox goes in and him and this woman are smoking weed, and he's like, oh, "What's that you doing?" He's like, oh, "Smoking weed." He says. Can I try something? He's like, oh, you don't want no part of this shit. Right, anyway, it's, a pure, it's obviously a big elaborate thing about how he ends up on drugs. That scene, uh, that scene in Elvis actually reminded me of that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really poorly done. It was, it was poorly done, the scene when he gets introduced to the drugs, I thought. They didn't really go into his marriage up bad either. Um, and he didn't really... I wanted to see him more about it at the start before he made it and him trying to make it, turning up at Sun Studios every day and recording aye, songs for his mum and all that. Aye, and, and with the secretary, lo- loved them. They do mention that, but... And do you know what? I, I can't believe they cut out the scene where he met Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean that was... Oh, that would have been a pure strange one. He meets Forrest Gump and then Forrest Gump grows up to become the Colonel. And <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I thought the guy that played uh, Elvis was absolutely brilliant. And Aye, he was tremendous. He was uh, he was brilliant. I've seen his face pop up in a few things since then, but I had no idea who he was before he got cast no. as Elvis. But what's the guy's name again? Austin Butler. Austin Butler, that's it. Um, I, he's, I think he's going to go on to much bigger things now. Aye. Performance in that was incredible. Everybody kept asking me, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? Because I just kept putting it off. Because I've been to like Graceland and Beale Street and all that and the Sun Studio. I've been there a lot. I love Elvis. 
But I, I thought I, I really enjoyed the film as well. Aye, this film kept my attention for the duration. Um, I, I don't know what the script was with the songs. Was that Austin Butler singing? Was it? Uh, I think it was. Aye, but it was good then. Aye. Oh, it was brilliant. Aye, aye. Uh, I'm sure I looked that up. I thought you would have looked that up straight away, mate. What did you think of Hanks in it? Hanks is just he's treading water now. I think. I'm starting to go off him again. Um, see what he said the other day about if Philadelphia was made nowadays and he was offered it, he would turn it down because nobody wants to see a, a straight man in that role. It, it wouldn't be right. Aye. I was like, ah, well, wait a minute. You're not a fucking Italian woodworker either, mate, but I'm still going to watch the shit out of Pinocchio. I remember the last time you were a fucking Dutch music fucking producer. <laughs> exactly. Here it's here I'll, n- I'll never understand this. But honestly, Bill Burr hits the nail on the head. He goes, ah, it's, acting. it's called acting. What are you going to do if, if there's a fucking road sweeper uh, story in a movie? You need to get an actual road sweeper to come to the <laughs> character. But I mean, it's fucking acting, I man. It's acting. And I don't for one second think that Hanks believes that or that he would turn it down if it was getting made now. He's Aye. just trying to uh, pander to the crackpots. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> like, that, was, uh, that was even a bit extreme for me, but I alright, Keezy for this. Sorry, did he? Did you find out if he signed? Uh, sorry, uh, the, uh, he did. He's, he he sang it himself. There's bits here obviously his voice blended in later on, but it's mostly him. There you go. What a guy, Austin Butler. Not just a hat rack. Promising talent, um, and I'm looking right. forward to seeing more for him going forward. That's a big albatross around your neck playing Elvis. Aye. At the time, I obviously done Kurt Russell a few favours. He done all right after playing Elvis. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> aye. <laughs> Fingers crossed we see more of uh, Butler going, going forward in the future. Right, so, Keezy, for me, I'd say Elvis was a three out of five. Uh, I'll go for three and a half. So, if you've not seen it yet, uh, get on it. It's a decent movie. What's the next one we're going to talk about, Keezy? Go on, try and get the name of it. Try and get the name out. <laughs> I've, no, I've got it written down. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. The unbearable weight of massive talent. If you haven't seen this movie, or if, haven't heard of this movie, stop what you're doing. Right, just turn the <laughs> podcast off to now and go and watch the trailer and then come back to this, this part of the podcast, right? Because Aye. I thought that this was a parody. See, at the start, I didn't think this was a real film. <laughs> Genuinely thought it was like a funny I'll die uh, sketch, but it turns out it was a real movie and it's absolutely great fun. This movie is about Nicolas Cage, who plays Nicolas Cage, and how he's struggling and he's he's going bankrupt and he needs money. This offer comes in from a go to meet his biggest fan, basically. Is, is it for his birthday or something like that? Ah, it's the guy's birthday, aye, and he's a multi-millionaire. But they think that this guy's done away with his missus. Is that right? <laughs> no, no, he's kidnapped. A girl uh, kidnapped somebody. Uh, he's, kid- he's, a, he's a drug baron and he's kidnapped his, his enemy's daughter or something along those lines. This guy's played by Pedro Pascal, and I can't get enough of this guy. <laughs> Casey, uh, honest, honest to God, I can't. Eat. He's brilliant in everything he's been in. He's, <laughs> he's superb, he really is. Um, Everything he's been in, he's been excellent. 
And this is no different. He plays. He, he loves Nicholas Cage so much. Nicholas Cage goes into his house and he's got a shrine to him, like a Nicholas Cage a museum kind of thing. <laughs> what is it? He's got he's got the guns for snake eyes or something like that in there. And face off, face off, sorry, and all all these different uh, odd bits I remember about Billia for all the Nicholas Cage movies. <laughs> but Nicholas Cage plays himself in this movie, like I say, but he plays himself ramped up to a hundred, I think. Aye. Um, and it's just for the start to the end, it's a funny, it's a buddy movie, there's double crossing, it's a heist movie as well kind of thing, you know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. it's loads of different genres of movies rolled into one, but the main part of it is it's a comedy, and it doesn't lack laughs. I, there was a few times no. that I was actually laughing out loud sitting watching it. Uh, yeah, I was killing myself laughing at it, and uh, the woman that plays his ex-wife, the, the, the Irish woman, I thought she was brilliant in it. Some of her reactions to things and some of her comments were hilarious. She's one of these people that I think she is famous, but she's just passed me by. She's most famous for a programme called Catastrophe, but I'd never seen it. Never even heard of it. She was good anyway. Whatever she was, like you say, the wee one-liners and all that were hilarious. Oh, I thought she was great, aye. Like I said, it's it's chock full of laughs, man. It really is. Nicholas Cage gets hired by the the FBI. He goes undercover. (laughs) Um, because this is a this is like a drug baron's house and stuff like that, and try and find this lassie. But Nicholas Cage, being Nicholas Cage, treats it as an acting role, and he takes it. <laughs> he, he goes into like a method acting role, and it's just it's, he thinks he's, he thinks he's an actual FBI agent, man. It's fuck. It's funny as fuck, man. It really. I'm going to. Uh, it again. Is, uh, I'm actually. He's going brilliant. He's sending himself up. Absolutely uh, brilliant at it. It's uh, yeah. it's made me like him even more now. Lovely guy. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Nicholas Cage, right? Maybe people like him ironically because he, let's be honest, he's, he's made a few rotters in his day. He, do, he, do, he does address that in this movie as well. Aye. <laughs> he's, he's probably been in more shite than he's been in good movies, but when he when you get a good Nicholas Cage movie, it's always brilliant. I don't know how many times Aye. I've watched Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, Aye. Like you said, Earlier on, Keith, uh, Face Off, The Rock. National uh, Treasure. <laughs> National Treasure, indeed, aye. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised if he is struggling for money. I'm surprised they never just recruited him for the TV show. Hello? They should have, by the way. I'd watch a TV show with Nicholas Cage in it, would you? Yeah, aye. Especially <laughs> that. That's dreams coming true. <laughs> See this movie? It kind of made me want to go for a beer with Nicholas Cage. Aye. I'd be feared if I was out there to try to do karate on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite of the three movies that, that we've, we're reviewing here. Definitely. Um, Aye. For me, it's a four out of five, I'd say. Um, like I said to you, man, I'm going to go back and watch it again. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. But I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure there's quite a lot that I missed. Aye, definitely. And when I watched the trailer, the film was everything I hoped that it would be. Aye, exactly. And uh, you know, you don't often get that with trailers now. But this one, it done it right. It didn't show you too much in the movie. Just gives you the wee taster for what you were in for. Aye, definitely. We'll go on to the scores for this one. Like I said, for me, what's the name of the fucking film again? The, the Great Weight of... <laughs> the, the weight, the weight. On the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's what it is. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent gets a four out of five for me. It would be a five, but I just can never remember the fucking name of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll join you with a four. Aye, four out of five. Brilliant, man.
Right, so we've got a couple of quick reviews for another two movies as well. The first one that I'm going to talk about is a movie called Jerry and Marge Go Large. Right, now, this is available on um, Prime. It's Brian Cranston. Um, he's the main character. And you've got Annette Benning as his wife. Um, there's also, oh, okay. You've also got uh, Rain Wilson, who plays uh, Dwight in the office Brilliant. he's in it as well and this is about a guy it's a true story as well this movie it's about a guy that figured out um, a cheat to win the lottery <laughs> oh well, I love everything about it right it's, I don't know anything about it and I love right. it let's, let's say it was just called like, the Powerball right um, same kind of thing um, he figured out a loophole where if you only bet it on the on the rollovers then the chances of you winning, the more money you bet. It's, I don't know the exact mass behind it, obviously, because I'm not a beautiful mind, but it's <laughs> Brian, Brian Cranston's character starts off as a worker in the in a factory. He's the line manager and everybody loves him and all that, but he gets to a certain age and they give him the gold watch and tell him to get out the door kind of thing. Right. I mean, but he's like, I've not got anything else to do, but Annette Benning's like, listen, we've been waiting for you to retire. It's time for us to start our life together kind of thing. Um, we're getting into our golden years they keep talking about the golden years so he's like right okay but he's bored he's just he's in the shop one time and he he buys a lottery ticket and he doesn't get anything but he looks at the he starts looking into the numbers and the odds and everything like that and he's he should have been a mathematician right but he ended up working in a factory right. but he figures this out and he's got this this kind of algorithm kind of thing where he figures out if you bet X amount of money you're guaranteed to at least win more than you put out. Aye. And it's something to do with the rollovers, right? I'm not I'm not hundred percent on it, right? I want to go and watch this now, mate. Right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin any more of the movie, but this is one that you should definitely give a watch. It's a it's a great film. It really is a great it's a feel good <laughs> movie. It's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. I can't I can't recommend that enough. It's an, for me it's another four out of five easily. So remember the name it's called Jerry and Marge Go Large. And you you really enjoy it. It's a it's a great film. Great stuff. Um, I'm all over that. So what's the what's the one that you're going to tell us about then, Keezy? Uh, well, I can't compete with that. I don't think. Uh, mine's is the Samaritan, the new Stallone one on Prime. One of one of the listeners got in touch with us and and said it's Rocky in a superhero world. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it's about so he there was a. Superhero called Samaritan, and uh, who had a rival called uh, Chris, what was the hell was his the rival? Bad, Nemesis. The bad article. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, twenty five years ago, the, the story is that they both died in a fire with a big fight, and uh, so it cuts to nowadays, and somebody's like causing terror on the streets in the name of Nemesis, and the wee boy thinks it's Stallone's the Samaritan right uh, and see Stallone he's, he must be one of the most likeable actors ever he doesn't even have to speak in full sentences and you just love him right away I know I know I know Sly tell me about it <laughs> oh wait a minute I actually talk about Stallone I need to tell the listeners what I got off my pal Keezy for my birthday <laughs> So Keezy Swan's into a birthday party, hands me the present. Obviously, you don't open presents at your birthday party, but I was looking forward to it. No. 
So I got home and I was half cut, I'll know I was half cut. Mate, I was blown away. Honestly, it was a belter. It's a limited edition framed Rocky Four picture with all cells for the movie, the original cut in the movie and stuff like that. It's a belter. It's, go- it's going to pride a place in my office when I'm recording just now. So um, thanks for being Really appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad you liked it, mate. So, Can you make anyway, me great? Anyway, back to back to slide before, before we start. Aye. <laughs> um, aye, this film is. It's, I think if you were to predict what would happen in it, you would. People would think you've seen it. it it's, it's quite obvious, but it, I, the guy who said that is it's Rocky superhero. It's fun. It's a fun watch. I think you and Keen would enjoy it. It's yeah, uh, nothing way, more than that. Neither is. I tried to get. I was like, oh, Samaritans on. On Prime, he's like, ah, nah. <laughs> mate, mate he's, he's coming up for 14, right? And it's getting to that point now where anything that Dad likes isn't cool anymore. And it's, oh, no. it's breaking my heart, man. <laughs> I used to be able to get, I could tell me he'd sit and watch two flies running up a wall. And he'd, he'd, he'd be absolutely delighted like to sit with me. But I... Well, no, don't get me wrong. He does like he does like still like watching movies, but see, like Samaritan, that's something he would have been well buzzing to watch before. But I know, I ah, bloody wins in their their YouTube commentaries. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably heard one person saying it's shite and thought, "Aye, that's he's, shite." Aye, he's, he's probably got a point. It's predictable, enjoyable rubbish. <laughs> um. <laughs> But you just can't help but like it because it's stolen. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed it. I never. One thing I say about it is I never turned it off. And I just when you're watching things on Netflix and Prime, and it's got ten minutes as it's going off. Aye, it's too easy. To <laughs> Aye. Aye, so that so I watched you can't all walk of this. Out of your house, but you can walk out of your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so three out of five. Three out a of generous five. three out of five, aye. All right, okay, doc. Right, well, there yeah. we go. Um, that's the that's the reviews for this episode. Um, and we're going to move on to trailers now. So, I've got a couple of trailers here I want to talk about. I think you've got a couple you want to talk about as well, Keezy. Am I right? Aye, aye. Excellent. So, first one I'm going to talk about is another biopic. Actually, it's um, Blonde, which is the, the new Marilyn Monroe biopic that's coming out. Um, I don't know anything about it. It's just a bit of a teaser trailer. But I'll tell you something: the lassie that's playing Marilyn Monroe is a fucking double at times. But then she does. No. You see, you see her from other angles, and you're like, actually, it's nothing like Marilyn Monroe. And then you see uh, her from somewhere else, and she's a double. Ah, uh, because she doesn't in real life. She doesn't look anything like her. But when you looked at the trailers, like, my God, she was born to play fucking Marilyn Monroe. I know. Um, but there was a backlash because she's Cuban. So? And they didn't want her playing Marilyn Monroe. And then there was a backlash because James Franco was playing Fidel Castro. Well, they should have got her to play Fidel Castro and get James <laughs> Franco to play Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> 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 James Franco he'd, he'd be all over he'd be desperate to do that wouldn't he aye, aye Franco's 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 out there isn't he man he is a big weirdo isn't he um, getting back to Blonde I hope she's a decent actress because I think they've only picked her for, for how much she looks like Marilyn Monroe uh, no she's a good actress so she's brilliant was she, in, was, she in, 
her most recent films is she was in James Bond right. for like 10 minutes and she was a highlight of the, that and she was in the see the one with Daniel Craig's a detective by James, was James Bond <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was that one called he plays like a French detective oh it's like yeah big, it's nice Aye, she plays the maid in that, and that that was she, she was brilliant in that as well. Um, no, nah, she she's she's great. I think she'll think that's a big good film. Aye, definitely. So thumbs up. Or I'm going to say thumbs in the middle because it's not the, the sort of film I would go to the pictures to see, but I would probably watch it in the house. I was it's it's coming straight on Netflix, so. Well, that's, that's, that's lucky then. I'll no need to go to the pictures to watch that. <laughs> I was going, to, I was going to go to the pictures to watch that there too, but I've decided to. Watch it <laughs> hey, I'll go a thumbs, thumbs in the middle as well, actually. And um, what's the first one you want to talk about, Keezy? Oh no, the one I just got you to watch there—the greatest beer run ever. Aye, let's let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> It lives up to the name. <laughs> it does, mate. Like, looking at it, you say to me, literally we started recording this about an hour ago, um, Keezy's just said to me, I'm going to talk about this movie called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Now, I was expecting Seth Rogen in Aye. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's actually a true story. You want to talk about it, Keezy? Aye. Uh, even at the start, when you see Zach Efron, I still thought it was going to be that type of film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I seen Zach Efron, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so this is about a guy that's so the Vietnam was on and this guy's plan is to go to Vietnam to give to hand out beers to the American soldiers and it's a true story that, and he goes and does it blows my mind honestly <laughs> what, what got me about this trailer Keezy was the cast Aye. it's got Bill Murray it's got Russell Crowe it's got Zach and these, it's it's an Apple movie, but it's got the feeling of like an independent movie for me. Yeah, yeah. But it's also got a wee bit of the Forrest Gumps about it as well. I know, obviously, I'm ju- I'm not just saying that because of the Vietnam War. What I'm saying is, it's like a. I know, aye, aye. And like a kind of feel good one of the kind of movies, but then as the trailer goes on, it starts to get a wee bit more serious. And you mm. see, I think what it's what it does is it shows his support for the American, uh, the boys that are over there, but. It's going to garner a disdain from him for the government and what they were doing in Vietnam in the first place. Aye. To me, it looks as if it's a film with a few different faces to it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is something that I'm definitely going to watch when it comes out, 100%. Oh, definitely. Aye. It's a, it sounds like it's a great story, but I don't want to know anything about it other than when I'm watching the film. Aye. I, uh, I don't know don't know anything what happened to the guy or nothing but um, I it got my attention I'll, I'll definitely watch it I think it's out in September end of September in Apple one of the ones where it gets to the end of the movie and it just comes up and saying and this man became Steve Jobs <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does look great it looks as if there's going to be a few laughs in it as well a few Maybe tear jerking moments as well, and the scene where in the trailer where you see uh, Bill Murray, I hope he's not just in it for that one scene because I know. that that yeah, that looks good. That's a bit of a change for Bill Murray. Aye. So um, it'll be good to see. Uh, when is it out, Keezy? The, the end of September. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, so anyway, um, the greatest beer run ever for me. Thumbs up, hundred percent. Aye, thumbs up for me too. 
Right, we'll move on to the next one that I've got here, which is Pinocchio. Um, now, I know, I know we've already spoke about a Pinocchio trailer, but this is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Now, right. if, you've, if you've ever seen any Guillermo del Toro's movies, you know that visually... They're always incredible. Pan's Labyrinth was was tremendous. Uh, really, uh, he's, ah, he's, he's eye for detail and stuff like that is outstanding. The trailer for this isn't any different. It, it really looks incredible. Um, but they're going to tell the actual story of Pinocchio rather than the Disneyfied story of Pinocchio. Ah. And if you've ever read Pinocchio, you'll know it is some dark shit. So <laughs> I, I really am looking forward to this movie, especially with Del Toro at the helm. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know anything else about it other than um, the trailer shows things that definitely aren't in the Disney movie. It's got a, a few, <laughs> few wee nods to the Disney movie as well. And Jiminy Cricket is going to be classing it 100%. Man. So uh, get, get a go. Uh, watch the trailer um, if you fancy it, obviously. That's just coming out. Um, sorry, it's not coming out in September the 8th. That's the other Pinocchio that's coming out. In, ah, yeah, that's in, the Tom Hanks one. This is actually well, I'll film. be watching. Well, this is, this is a film that I think I'm, if it comes out in the cinema, I would maybe go and see it in the cinema. Oh, are you okay? Pinocchio for me, thumbs up 100%. Right, okay. The next trailer we're going to talk about is Halloween Ends. Um, if you've seen any other Halloween movies, it's more of the same, but apparently it ends this time. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it because I've seen the rest of them um, I'm a big slasher fan as you all know And it'd be good to see Michael Myers getting popped into the bin You know, I mean, Freddy reigns supreme Bring back Freddy, I say um, Like I said, it's a thumbs up it's, In fact, you know what, it's not a thumbs up It's a thumbs in the middle because I won't be going to the pictures to watch this But I will watch it in the house Right. The next one is something that we've both seen the trailer for, um, and it is Weird. Aye. So if you don't know what Weird does, Weird's in the story of Weird Al Yankovic, which is, this is another musical biopic, mental. Um, (laughs) And in this movie, he's actually played by Daniel Radcliffe of uh, Harry Potter fame. Do you know something? He he doesn't look like uh, Weird Al Yankovic, but I think he's going to give a performance that's going to have a lot of people talking because this, this, this trailer looks great. It does look great. It looks brilliant. If any don't know who Weird Al Yankovic is, he's a, a parody song singer. Um, but in his own right, he, he made it as a megastar in America. Right. I was selling out stadiums and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Just be parody songs. I remember songs like he, instead of Beat It, he's got Eat It. Um, what's the Gangster's Paradise one? Uh, I'm out living in an oh, Amish paradise. Amish paradise. He does like uh, comedy versions. He, he hit songs, but apparently the guy was a bit of an absolute fruitcake, like behind the scenes <laughs> as well. So this should be an interesting movie. It's going to stretch Radcliffe as well because although he's came for Harry Potter, he's done a few like independent movies and things like that. Um, he's uh, done done a couple of horror movies as well, but. I'm interested to see how he does in this because I think he's got good acting chops about him. Obviously, throughout the years, Al Yankovic was, like we said, he was a huge superstar in America. So you've got him crossing paths with other superstars and things like that. But uh, the main one I think in here, I think it touches on a romance that he had with Madonna for a week. <laughs> so, it, what the know, hell? I know, I know, honestly. It's, that's, do you know what this puts me in mind, Amy? See the... What do you call the Howard Stern? Um, private uh, parts. It, it kind of puts me in mind of that movie. 
it's like a exaggerated version of his actual life story, but I'm led to believe that Yankovic is involved with this somehow as well. So he wrote it and produced it. Aye, so it's everything that you see is probably going to be true, but ramped up for our entertainment, basically. So aye, aye for, for me, this is one that I'm definitely going to watch when it comes out. So it's a thumbs up for me. Aye, thumbs up for me too, aye. So that brings us to the end of the trailers for this episode, Trips. Um, we're going to now move on to a new section called Back in Time. Um, it's another movie review section, however. It's about movies that we've maybe missed when we've been recording other episodes. So this one is Judgment Night. He's just looking at the cast, Keezy. This should be a better known movie than it is because I don't know a lot of people that have seen this. I know. So we we we, we did speak about it, right? But all we ended up talking about, and that was my fault, was the soundtrack. So we can get stuck into the film this time and uh, promote it as much as we can. So everybody's everybody would love this film. I I definitely. Do you know what it's like? It's like the Goonies for adults. Aye, <laughs> as you say, the cast is incredible. The four main characters in this movie is Emilio Estevez, um, you've got Jeremy Piven, you've got Cuba Gooding Jr, and you've got <laughs> Stephen Dorff, right? Aye. Um, they, they all hire a camper van, they're going to see, let's say, Tyson v. Holyfield or something like that. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a heavyweight boxing championship fight. They get stuck in traffic and they decide to take a detour. So they take a detour basically into fucking Hell's Kitchen or something like that, right? <laughs> and, and they, Easter House turned a thousand. They run over a guy, right? And uh, uh, Jeremy Piven's a wee bit half cut, but he's driving, so he doesn't want to stop. But they, they tell him, they get him to stop, and they go out and they find the fella. And he's fucked up, basically. But they, they realise that it's not their, like, the injury for the van. He's actually been shot. All sorts of hijinks and shoes for them. <laughs> um, it's, I, I don't want to ruin it. If you've not seen it, then no. yeah, watch. This is the height of this was the 90s when it was early 90s, 92, 90. This should have been way more popular than it was back Aye. then. And I've got no idea why it isn't because it's a brilliant film. It's one of the ones where there's you're like, oh no no no! Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that! Oh. And um, then you meet the you meet the villain. Um, they witness a they witness a murder, right? Aye. It's a it's a gang, and this guy's the guy who they've saved ends up getting killed by these people. So they realise that the the murder's been witnessed, and they start going after the four the four main characters. Now it's, it's the worst nightmare, really, isn't it? Aye. Aye. Decent guys take a wrong turn and all disasters break loose. Aye, but I, I think it's uh, the sort of thing where if it was in, in real life, the mafia would just go like that to them. Listen, he's never seen anything and drop them a few a few bob. No, I mean you don't want to be, you don't want to be having bodies piling up everywhere. But <laughs> the, the main villain in this movie is played by always forget this guy's name. He's a stand up comedian. Uh, one of my heroes. What's his name? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, that's right. Um, I've got to see the way you feel about Tom Hanks. That's the kind of the way I feel about Dennis Leary. Um, <laughs> do you know why? Because Leary made a, a stand-up career out of stealing Bill Hicks's material. It, it riles me up every time I see him on the telly because of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm supposed to hate him in this. So oh, I. It, 
it makes it a lot easier to hate this character, the fact that I hate the actor that's playing him. Um, <laughs> he's menacing. He, he's one of the, I'm a bad guy, but I'm calm as fuck. And Aye, well, he's, he's tremendous in that. Unsettling, unsettling. Um, but he should have been a bigger actor as well. I, I know you don't like him, but I, I really like him. I love Grace Gimme. I liked, even liked him in Demolition Man. I was good in Demolition Man right enough. He just starts doing stand-up in the middle of Demolition Man and people are just standing there looking at him doing a five-minute bit. <laughs> uh, this, this, guy, this guy's the leader of our, our underground army. <laughs> guy's a joker. <laughs> uh, no, but he's, he's brilliant in this, I have to say. Um, he's excellent in this because he is so unsettling, the calmness. He's a frightening guy. You would be frightened of this guy if you knew him. But it's just... Pure 80s, 90s fair. Right. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if this was in the cinema or if it went straight to video, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I remember the trailer for it when I was renting videos, but I don't remember it ever being in the cinema. But I always remember going, oh, that film looks brilliant. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it wasn't until years later I seen it, I was like, this film is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a film this is. Definitely recommend you. So, Aye, so if you want to see this film, go back in time to 1993, get yourself a blockbuster or a global video and rent out Judgment Night. Um, <laughs> for me, Judgment Night is a four out of five, easily. Uh, a four and a half. Four and a half you going for? Oh, oh, yes. Aye, I'll go four and a half and I'll win. Fuck it. Great. What a film. Like I said, Judgment Night, 100%. Get yourself back in time and watch that movie. Aye, good stuff. So that brings us to the top five sections of the show. As I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we're going to be doing the top five 80s movie soundtracks. I'll tell you now, I get mixed up and I thought Grease was in the 80s. So that was that was, <laughs> that was in my top five. And then I realised it was 1978. So I had to uh, replace it with something else. So, Keezy, you know... That the soundtrack to mo- a movie has a huge bearing on the atmosphere in the movie. Basically, the whole movie in itself as well. You know what I mean? So, um, we might do a couple of these. We're only doing the eighties today, but there's a few more. Aye, and it's 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 more the songs, isn't it? It's not like movie scores. We're not. No, doing... it's, it's not movie scores. Aye, it's, aye. The, it's the aye. songs in the movies. I definitely aye, because yeah. I fuck that because then you've you've got Star Just Wars. Alright, Jurassic Park, how are you getting on there? Indiana Jones. <laughs> what are you doing with yourself these days, Superman? No, I mean, that, that's all it would be. It would just be John Williams across the board. Right, so, do you want to start this time? I've made two huge cuts, but I think they'll be in yours. So I'm going to go number five is Beverly Hills Cop. That's a good show, actually. Crazy Frog. <laughs> Are you going to do any honourable mentions? Oh, well, there, there was a couple honourable mentions One of, one of my honourable mentions is um, Back to the Future, actually <laughs> I, Back to the Future, uh, there's one Highlander Highlander just missed mine uh, Purple Rain uh, just missed mine as well one, uh, Flash Gordon uh, that, was, that was pretty much my, my list The uh, Labyrinth yeah, the, Labyrinth The big one was Karate Kid as well I fucking forgot about Karate Kid. How could, I, how could I forget about Karate Kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> but those songs have got more popular now through Cobra Kai. Aye. Um, so I never picked that one. And the other one was uh, Little Mermaid. 
and I've never thought of Disney movies. Uh, that's the only real one they had in the 80s. But um, no, so I'll go for Beverly Hills Cop because uh, Axel F is an anthem. And, uh, and we're getting a sequel next year, confirmed. Uh, they've, started filming it. they've started filming it, thank God um, for Netflix. Eh? <laughs> it's a film that we've never actually spoke about the, the, the first, the original Beverly Hills Cop um, but the heat is on, classic Aye Stir It Up by Patty Lardell that's a great song See the Axel F theme tune See when, when you could first get polyphonic ringtones for your mobile phone Oh aye That, that was my ringtone for about three years <laughs> 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 Wonder. Well, I remember watching Beverly Hills Cop, and I think it was probably that song that got me into it when I was a kid. The tune's amazing. It really is, and it can play. It can play throughout the whole movie as well. The whole movie through. It's just like But even when he's like sneaking behind the cars and stuff, I was like that. The song sounds like it's sneaking. I know it does, <laughs> but that's the thing. He's probably put the music to the to the film rather than the other. Aye, oh aye. You have sat and watched the movie, and we we synthesise a lot. Oh, like he's sneaking. I never even crossed my mind, man. It, there is so, did, there is so many. Fun. There's so many, though, and no, there really is so many. I have, I think I've kind of shoot on that one in because of the heat is on such a great song. And uh, the darts player that had that as his team tune, Dennis the Heat Ovens. That was his walk on. <laughs> yes, yes. I love a, I love a pun like that for a, a fighter or a or a dance player or a snooker uh, player or someone. Do you know, I love it. I love a nickname that that, that rolls off the tongue. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, the guy was hopeless, but when that tune came on, everybody was going nuts for him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, come on, the heat ovens, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at uh, number at uh, number five for you, you've got Beverly Hills Cop, right? For me, my number five is Batman. Oft. Right, that's just the one that I thought was nineteen ninety, but it was actually nineteen eighty nine. So um, Batman is he's well know is one of my favourite uh, superhero movies. The uh, what you call his face one? Tim Burton. Tim Burton Batman. I um, so Prince done pretty much the whole soundtrack. This was the first album aye. I ever bought. The very first album. Oh, was it? Aye. Aye. Um, you've got Bat Dance. From top to bottom, the songs on that album are unbelievable. And Aye. it's one of Prince's highest-selling albums of all time as well. So that, oh, is that, it? Uh, so that just shows you how popular the actual album itself is, even though it was tied to a superhero movie. You had the Aye. superhero fans and you had the Prince fans. And when you put them together, you know what I mean? It's going gonna, it's gonna to go through. Oh, definitely. Uh, party Man. The scene in Batman when it's got Party Man playing in the Joker's blasting it through the ghetto blaster, comes into the art gallery and starts tearing up the art and all that. It's magic, honestly. And like I say, such a high, such a big impact in the movie itself as well. And the the movie and the soundtrack go hand in hand, definitely. So yeah, number five for me is Batman. Great stuff. So uh, number four is probably lower than people would think, but it was one of your honourable mentions and it's Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I looked it up, the soundtrack the day, right? So I've seen this film, what, 50 or 60 times. Uh, What's that about? 
<laughs> There's a song on it on the soundtrack for Eric Clapton. Never heard it in my life. Is it in the film? Uh, or is it just on the credits? No, apparently it's when he comes back. It's the song on the radio in the background. It's Heaven is One Step Away by Eric Clapton. Never heard it. There's a Lindsay Buckingham song as well, Time Bomb Town. And I listened to that today and it's dreadful. But thankfully this soundtrack does have obviously Power of Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, our new segment theme tune back in time <laughs> uh, it's always got the main theme as well and then it's got Earth Angel Johnny Be Good Mr Sandman classics how is it not number, how there. is it not number one and why is it not on my list now that you've listed Dave <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo Chuck yo Chuck it's your cousin Marvin Berry I got that new sound you've been looking for <laughs> ah, classic stuff Number four and uh, Back to the Future. Uh, number four for me is Dirty Dancing. Right. Okay. It never made my list. That was the one that I was humming and hawing at the start there. Why is it? Uh, and it's a disgrace that it didn't make the list. Cause... Mate, some of the best songs ever are in that film. <laughs> and not, not, only, not only that, you get, you get an actual song for Swayze. She's Like the Wind is an absolute banger. A classic. So, <laughs> it's, uh, honestly, I, I'm not even kidding when I say that. I love that song, but you've also got, like, when you're out of the dancing, when we were younger, when we were out of the dancing stuff like that, we played the dirty dancing, like, Mega oh, Mix thing. Aye, oh, yeah. Wasn't there was a dry seat in the house keys? Mega Mix, sorry. Aye, Mega Mix. Honestly, it's a film that I really like as well. So, um, But again, touching on what we've seen before. If you take the soundtrack out of this movie, the movie's not oh, the same. Oh, it's I mean? dreadful. I did they not show it to a film executive without the music? Or without like, the, the big song at the end? And they showed him what he had. He's like, take this film, fucking bury it in the ground and set fire to the ground and <laughs> <laughs> blow up whoever's ever left of that. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> film ever made. <laughs> That's why you can't really weep remake it because it's just that it captured that moment in the 80s and captured like, the 50s Aye. Hungry Eyes is a fucking great song and then obviously I've had the time of my life Hungry Eyes time of my life yeah, I've had the time of my life um, She's Like The Wind um, and then you've got all the all the, the 50s stuff the, the 50s the 60s stuff Aye. Aye. so it's brilliant man it's, it's a great album as well it's one that I actually had in my CD collection when I used to have a CD and collection it's, it's the biggest selling soundtrack of the 80s. There you there go. There you go. Uh, so at number four for Keezy, it's Back to the Future. At number four for me, it's Dirty Dance. So next up is number three. Yep. And mine's is, this is Spinal Tap. Nice. Um, I absolutely love this film. And I had like, the DVD and all the, the, the DVD extras was all the music videos for the songs that are in the film. I watched those bloody things over and over and over again. I love the songs in this. I know they're like comedy versions of like uh, different eras in music, like the Flower Peoples, like the many like the Bee Gees and, and Stonehenge is probably like Zeppelin and all that. But the songs are brilliant. The film's amazing. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> I've yeah, never, I've never seen this as Spinal Tap but they're doing another no. one so I'm gonna... Aye, they're doing one the two, I think it's two years it's coming out it's, there's some of the funniest things I've ever seen on film in this film 
I, I remember yeah. the I remember the Simpsons episode where Spinal Tap come to Springfield, and uh, <laughs> it, that was really funny. So it would, be, uh, do you know, it's a film I should probably watch because I think I'd appreciate it. The original kind of mockumentary thing, it's just it's genius stuff. There's they're a heavy rock band. It's all the songs like Hellhole and Big Bottom and Sex Farm and all this stuff. <laughs> but then he's he's sitting at the piano and the guys, the interviewer guys, uh, he's playing this like D minor. Lo- lovely piano things. Oh my god, that's lovely. That's completely different for your other stuff. stuff. Is that yeah? I'm working on a trilogy. It's like all the songs in D minor, the the sad key, but and he's playing this beautiful melody. He's like, what's it called? He's like, like my love pump. That's <laughs> 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 like, that's brilliant. Um, I spinal taps legendary stuff. The Stonehenge scene is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So if you've not seen it, try and watch it. It must be on one of these streaming things because it's a classic. I'm pretty sure Spinal Tap's on Netflix. Is it? They I think okay. I think it is. Um, but if it's not, just stick your fire stick. They even they, they reformed. Remember that Earth Day concert? That's right, aye. Uh, they did that. Earth, fucking Earth Day, I remember we had a concert and then nobody bothered their arse about the Earth after it, remember? <laughs> <You know why>? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so this is uh, Spinal Tap is in at number three for Keezy And at number Aye. three for me is one that I think might be in your list still to come And I've went for Top Gun Right, okay Right, so Top Gun's, at number, right. <laughs> top, top Gun's at number three for me So obviously, uh, I'll, leave it, I'll leave it so that you can talk about it, Keezy Because you'll do it more justice than me But song after song, classic after classic Fucking magic. Magic. Anyway, uh, number I saw, three. I saw I've got written down for it as well. <laughs> well there we go. We don't need to talk about it anymore, but I was spoken up about Top Gun over the last few episodes. Well, well I'll still churn every last thing out of it. Yeah, yeah, beauty. <laughs> uh, aye, because it's my number two. So Top Gun's your number two. Right, aye, so. Danger Zone has been the outro to about four air episodes. We've got a... Take my breath away. You've lost that love and feeling. Great balls of fire. Playing with the boys. Aye, the Kenny, the other Kenny Logan song. But the thing I, I read about Danger Zone, which I didn't know, is that both Brian Adams and Toto turned it down. They didn't have anybody else, and just like Kenny Logan just happened to be in the studio. I will get him to do it, mate. I can't imagine a Toto version of Danger Zone, but I can imagine a Brian Adams version. Aye. And I'll tell you something, as much as I like Brian Adams, I'm fucking glad Kenny Loggins was in the office that day. (laughs) (laughs) There's another one called The Mighty Wings. Do you remember that song? It's right, I'm sure it's right at the end of the the film. Cheap Trick. It's like a shite version of Danger Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. And funnily enough, actually talking about that, Danger Zone was my fucking ringtone and all for a while. So the phone goes dum 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 bam But if I was you, I'd have bought a second phone and just phoned myself all the time. Brilliant, brilliant. So number two for you is Top Gun. Number two for me is The Lost Boys, which is an absolute topper. Yeah, soundtrack. It's get people are strange. It's get it's get what you call good time by. Um, and Jimmy excess, Barnes and excess and Jimmy Barnes aye. Aye. Um, Cry Little Sister um, so many so many brilliant songs and that's another one as well let's see the start when it's, it's playing Cry Little Sister at the beginning 
Aye. And it's showing you them fly, like the vampires flying in, but you see it through their eyes. That is an incredible scene. It really is. And ah, that, see the atmosphere that that song adds to the start of that aye. movie. With it's the drum beat hanging at the aye. start, aye. Aye. It's, that's it's class. Just magic. I, I, listen, I listen to that quite a lot, actually, that album, Soda. Um, so I, that's in it number two. Um, aye, that's, that was the other one I struggled with. I was that day I put it in or not, and it just missed out. And the other one it just missed out, I've just forgot about, was the, the jazz singer. Oh, the I'm Neil not... Diamond songs. Oh, right. Oh, mate, come oh, the on. The boats and on the planes. What call it to America? Remember the guy that used to sing that in the Argyle and he was saying, On the boats and on the planes, we're coming to Cold Bridge. It never really went. It never really went. Uh, but I. How, how, can you, how can you argue with an album full of Neil Diamond songs? I know. That was a tough one to leave off as well. But uh, the soundtrack on it's number one has a has a song about America in it. Ah, you fucking better believe it, and it's <laughs> so is mine as well. Uh, do you know something? This is this is this is more predictable than fucking. I know. Uh, than Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> more more, predi- um, more predictable than Jigsaw. <laughs> no, no, that was uh, spy, Spiral. Remember. So that's <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody listening to this top five <laughs> shocked at this moment. Nah, anybody <laughs> anybody that's ever heard music has got this at their number one soundtrack for the eighties. <laughs> and if they haven't, then they've never heard the right type of music because we're both putting number one <laughs> Rocky Four. Aye. No absolutely. doubt about it. But again, Keezy. I think we've I think people are gonna stop listening to us if we keep talking about Rocky Four. <laughs> but the only thing I wanted to say about it is that there's a song on it by Gladys Knight and Kenny Loggins that I'd never heard in my life. What's it called? I just, uh, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing, you gotta have a... Uh, that's about when he, <laughs> see when he's washing the car and the robot comes out. Right. Oh, uh, that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a song that's playing. Uh, that's, a, that's a great tune. I can't believe you've never heard that. You've, mate, you've seen Gladys Knight live and you've never heard that song. <laughs> <laughs> Just reading out all the, the tracks on this, it's like fucking it's like Michael Jackson's thriller of movie soundtracks. I tell you something, right? See if this was, see if this was a single solo, uh, a, a, an artist's album. Aye, this would be considered a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> mate, mate, you can laugh all you want. I'm serious. No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at how accurate it is. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. It would be considered a masterpiece. What I need to know is, did they get the Oscar? No. <laughs> Why not? Every single song on it's a cracker. How the so how, how, how I know how the hell is uh, fucking living in America not the the best. Original song. Did they, oh, do you know what they didn't do? The best original song back then, didn't they not? Was that not I, brilliant? That's your line of it. You won it that year. Oh, well, wait a minute. Did he win it for Say You, Say Me? Aye. Aye, all right. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Lionel Richie throwing a spanner on the works as usual. <laughs> You've got Go West on it, haven't you? You've got... Aye, okay. aye. Just like James Brown, you've got Tepsy. You know what I mean? Tepsy. Oh, um, who else have we got? That, that's been the outro here. 
podcast about ten times. I know, mate. <laughs> I I miss you, use cry little sister for this one, but aye, right. That that changes it up a wee bit. Um, aye, but mate, honestly, the soundtrack aye. is as good as the movie. Oh, definitely. Aye. However, the soundtrack stands alone without the movie. The movie doesn't stand alone without the soundtrack. There you go. No, you're absolutely so, right. <laughs> so I'm, ab- I'm about to make a statement here. The Rocky Four soundtrack is better than Rocky Four. There you go. What, jeez, oh. And you know well, how much... Like- i these songs again. Burning Heart, Hearts on Fire. Oh, you're absolutely right. Green Eye of the Tiger, is that something as well? I know, training montage. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only a, a, it's a, um, an instrumental, but it's fucking unbelievable. Aye, aye. Aye, so basically, we're telling everybody what they already know, Keezy. The greatest soundtrack <laughs> in the history of movies is Rocky IV, so Aye. that brings an end to the top five for this episode, Keezy. And it wouldn't be an episode of the Great Scots Cinema Club if we didn't have a movie quiz actor battle. Oh, aye. So, I thought you meant it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't mention Rocky IV and Back to the Future. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I never actually thought of that. Fair enough. Eh? <laughs> um, so we'll bring the episode to a close now with the um, actor quiz movie battle. Am I right? Movie quiz actor battle. Yeah. Movie, movie quiz, quiz actor, actor battle. battle. Um, <laughs> and recently we've been we've been extending it a wee bit because just having what a film and naming the actors in that film it kind of kind of limits it, doesn't it? It makes it quite short Aye. sometimes. So we've been trying to go for movie series and because we were talking about Prey earlier on, we're going to uh, do the Predator series this time. So, Keezy, I've actually got a coin here, believe it or not. Oh, right, okay. Heads or tails? Heads. It is tails. Got it. Right. And that means I get to go first. So, I think I'll go with Arnie. <laughs> Carol Weathers Jesse Ventura Oh, Danny Glover Danny Glover uh, Walton Goggins Is he in one of the Predator films? He's, he's in Predators Right uh, Oh Is Adrian Brody not in one of them? Aye, right, he was in Predators as well <laughs> um, I'll go for Shane Black I think he played it was either Pancho or uh, Hawkins. It was Hawkins he played. So oh, Shane, okay. Shane Black, I'm going for. Do you count the, the big guy that was the actual predator? He was in like Harry aye, Henderson. Aye, by all means, if you know his name. Because I think he was in the helicopter at the end and all. He's Kevin Peter Hall. That's right, Kevin Peter Hall. Aye. He, was, uh, he played the predator. Um, Gary Busey. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. Oh, no. See, that's the thing, we just watched Prey, we just spoke about it, and I couldn't tell you one person that was in it. Nah, I'm the same, mate. Right, I've got, I think I've got one. Uh, Sterling K. Brown. Who did he play? He played like a rich guy that was a, a bit of a prick. I may be thinking a completely different film franchise, but he's in, I know him for This Is Us, because he's the best actor in This Is Us, and I'm sure he was in a Predator film, but I'll go me Google it. Uh, you'll need to wake him up. Aye, aye. What did you say that guy's name was? Sterling K. Brown. I think he was in uh, The Predator, the, the most recent one before Prey. 
It was only a couple of years ago, I think it was 2020. Aye. 2018. He was, in it, aye. Shane Black directed that and all? Aye, he was he was Hawkins in the in the original one, and he directed the most recent one. Here's one for you, Jacob Tremblay. Oh, Christ, is he in it? Aye, he's in the Predator. Of course, he is. We're at the stage where I'm now thinking the actors that could have been in these shite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. You've got one. Mm-hmm. I've actually got two. In fact, I've got three. Let's go back to the first one first. In fact, I've got five. <laughs> <laughs> what? What am I missing? Six, six in fact. Yes, I'm, I've got you this time, mate. I've just remembered all the actors for the, uh, the Predator and Predators. I'll take a point at that Sam Worthington guy. You'll need to look it up. Nah, it was, a t- it was Terminator Salvation he was in. Right. Get, 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 get ready for this. Uh, hi. <laughs> Dan, Danny Trail. What? Uh, Oleg Taktarov. He was a UFC fighter. He was in the Predators. Keegan Michael Key. Uh, oh, right, okay. Topher Grace. Uh, Alfie Allen. Lily Allen's brother. Oh, for God's sake. He's in one of them and all. So I would have treated you the cleaners there, mate, even if you got one. Okay. <laughs> so, if there's anybody that knows about predators, it's me. Bring off more predators, guys, and we did for Back to the Future, I think. So, I, I think you have you've seen every single one of these things. I've not seen any of the Alien versus Predator movies, but I've seen all the. Oh, right. I've seen all the standard uh, Predator movies. Aye, aye. I quite like the Predator movies. I must admit, and I, I really did enjoy Prey. So. So anyway, mate, that just brings to an end another episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club. Aye, yeah, good stuff. Enjoyed it. Um, the, the only thing I forgot to mention is uh, did Todd text you? No, what's up? He's finally watched Top Gun Maverick. Did he not like it? He says, mate, it blows the original out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking right. <laughs> that is mine. He absolutely loved it. Aye, it was amazing. That's why, man, what I say to you. I watched it again uh, the other day and Sammy just happened to be in the living room and she kept on, like, kind of looking up and she's like, her heart was in her fucking mouth. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, pure freaking out. <laughs> but it's a great film, man. It's, it's exactly oh, what, films, what films needed, I think. Oh, definitely. Brilliant. Aye, superb, man. So anyway, that, like I said, that brings a, an end to another episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club we'll be back in six months time wait have <laughs> <laughs> you end the year review or? I know <laughs> we'll be back after my 41st birthday no but um, <laughs> I, I've, I've enjoyed that again mate I always do as, oh, as you know and uh, with that we are out of time <laughs>